0: Good evening, I'm Ted Koppel. Surely everyone knows by now that Buckwheat is dead. But for those of you who have not seen the videotape of Buckwheat being
1: shot, let's take a look. Live from SCTV Studios in Melville. Hello, I'm Yash Schmengi. And
0: I'm Stan Schmengi. And And we we are are the the Happy Happy Wanderers. Wanderers.
1: Get in the car. Ah! What the hell? It's a goddamn cougar in the car. Oh, there's a cougar in the car. I put it in there. You got to learn to drive with the fear. And there ain't nothing more goddamn frightening than driving with a live cougar in the car. God, where'd you get that thing? I trapped it. Been keeping it in my bathroom at the motel, feeding it old pizza. Now, back in that car, you hear me? No, I'm not getting in that car. Hey, listen to me. If you're calm, that wondrous big cat will be calm, too. But if you're scared, that beautiful death machine will do what God made it to do. Namely, eat you with a smile on its face. God, you just follow me wherever I go. Well, man. he's just looking at you. So you're saying if I just calm down, a cougar will be okay? You got it. Oh, damn it. Okay. Come on, son. You can do it. Come on. Oh, come on. Whoo. That's it. And no sudden moves. Like, is this too fast? Yeah, yeah. Oh, man. See? That's a little see? quick. You see what he did? Yeah, you got to be a little more deliberate in your move. I'm just going to get in there. I'm just going to grab the handle. I'm just going to get in there and drive that car. But I'm going to do it calm. Calm. Oh, piece of I was just trying to stay calm. Oh! Oh, man! Sometime today, son. Okay, here we go. I'm
0: getting in. Ricky, control
1: your... high web heavy longmire Gustav Mateblanc is GLK London transmitting on the short wave band on 10.4 meters at a frequency of 250 megacycles per second this is GLK London transmitting on the short wave band on 10.4 meters at a frequency of 250 megacycles per second can you hear me can you hear me can you hear me can you hear me come on then Plato enlighten me we're going We're. this is it this is it <laughs> man all right I mean we like, we can...
0: I was expecting you to give me some kind of big intro or something well but... I mean we can come
1: up with something right. we've been doing the the rolling introduction <coughs> just kind of start off and yeah I mean it's we can reset yeah we should reset we should always reset that's a good reset right there the fact that we should reset.
0: We're known for our recent Maybe
1: people could hear the uh, tinkling of the uh, glass. Ah, uh, uh, yes. The highball. Uh, is that a tumbler? Is that a highball glass? What is that? Uh, that.
0: Uh, yeah, I don't know. I guess that's kind of a mini tumbler.
1: Because I am not well versed in glassware. <laughs> <laughs> Mark, the uh,
0: when I think of the highball glass, I think of more of like a little bit taller and skinnier, and just. Solid, smooth glass all the way around. See, I've seen
1: them with slab sides like that, too, though. But I guess you could call that a highball. Maybe we've got a listener that works at, like, Crate and Barrel that could give us the insight there.
0: Yeah, we need to get up on our housewares.
1: Yeah, because that's what we are all about here at Can You Hear Me? The podcast of two guys this week that are all about housewares. R.I.P. heavy. R.I.P. heavy. You know, first, Clay... Leaves partial recall, and then now it's just you and me at Can You Hear Me? Pretty soon, it's going to be you and KJ. That'd be like, um, what are some uh, famous Ebony and Ivory duos? Like McCartney and Stevie? Right, or McCartney and Michael Jackson, because he was still Ebony at the time.
0: Oh, yeah, I guess I was thinking of uh, that old gig with uh, Sinatra and Stevie on SNL. Oh, that's genius.
1: (laughs) Eddie Murphy and Joe Piscopo. When Joe Piscopo has that line of, you're blind as a bat and <laughs> I have sight. <laughs> uh, you know, uh, Joe Piscopo, that's the start of our podcast each week. That's right. It is. From the Buckwheat is Dead skit. And the
0: star of the hugely underrated Johnny Dangerously.
1: I think that's on Netflix right now. Really? If we only knew somebody that did a podcast about movies,
0: mm, yeah, I can't think of anybody. Um, was it on the show or was it off air when we were having the discussion of elephantitis of the nuts on Johnny Dangerously? That it all, might have been. Even, that might have been when I was on with Megan. Even I can't remember.
1: I think it might have been. It all blurs together. I can't remember what we what we talked about last episode. No, I can't. And either. I literally just edited it two days ago.
0: No, I I can't. I can hardly remember. Anything we've talked about, which is probably good.
1: And I, I worry at times that we're going to just keep repeating ourselves. But for the sake of listeners who may not know our voices, I will repeat, I am Gustave Montablanc. And I am Ty Webb. And you can find us on the interwebs and the intranet at canyouhearmepod.com. That's where all of our old episodes are at. You can find us on uh, Twitter at canyouhearmepod.com. And on Instagram at Can You Hear Me Pod, and you can email us at Can You Me Pod at gmail dot com. But if you'd like to talk to Ty on Twitter directly, boom, s- straight in the DMs. Do it. How would they reach you? I am at TyWeb three thousand. I lost the lasers when the hard drive crashed. Man. I got to rebuild. Nothing's been the same since that hard drive. It's been awful. Crash, and you know, I, I think I may have realized maybe what happened. I think I swatted a fly with like a. Reloading catalog for, <laughs> for bullets on my computer. And I think that's when I opened it up to take out the hard drive. That's exactly where the hard drive sat. Uh, and I probably made it the head hit the platter. And that may have been what caused this demise, but I've I hate s- it when the head hits the platter. Oh man, when that head hits that platter and they say, ouch. I've got to send the circuit board to Canada <laughs> <laughs> to have them swap out. My chip to a new circuit board chip, and then they'll email, uh, mail that back to me.
0: They're going to send you some prescription medication. I may too? get some
1: prescription uh, yeah. saline and some D fifty. Start some IVs on in the event of trauma. It's all at the same store. Yeah, it's all. Oh, well, I mean, it's Canada, so they've only got like two <laughs> stores. One, yeah,
0: one store in the Canadian Eastern part. It's Canadian one
1: in the west. tar. Attire, <laughs> I mean, I'm surprised we don't haven't got a lot of Canadian listeners. But oh, no, we do need a little. Oh, oh, and, and I am Great White North and SCTV made such a big impact on us. God, Before can you I,
0: find that anywhere?
1: I, I found the other day a bootleg CD that or DVD that I'd burned of some episodes that I will bring to you the next time.
0: You remember, um, what was his, what was John Candy's name in that? You remember when he was, um, Johnny, Johnny LaRue. LaRue? Yes.
1: <laughs> I looked for some of that the other day. There's not a lot no. out there. There's a, there's a few things on YouTube. I forgot. I you can find me for your DMs at Real Gustav. So we love to hear from you. And tonight we're gonna have a lot of Twitter questions because we have wonderful listeners. But nice. back to SCTV. So I've got that um, that DVD. I'll bring you next time I see you. And I know there's a couple of things. I think I shared it with. Maybe interstan Man on Twitter the other day, uh, or Pork Titan, one of the two of them. It was Rick Moranis as Michael McDonald. Oh, yeah. Doing the backing vocal to Christopher Cross's Ride Like the Wind. Where he
0: just runs in. Yes. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Man, that is so good. And then doesn't he drive off in a convertible? Oh, or yeah. Something? He rolls up in like a. <laughs> convertible like 50s Chevy or something, and then he runs in, and he kept, has to keep running back and forth every time it's his time, then he runs
0: out real fast. And he th- I think he thinks that he's done, Yes, and he's in there talking to the producer, and then he has to run back in one more time. Yes. That is so That's good. That's a
1: genius bit. That show, it just doesn't get... I mean, some of it doesn't hold up very well, but overall... It it's too unknown around here. i I wonder in Canada if it's a little bit better known. And I would hope so. I mean, it spawned so many
0: great comedians. Well, you
1: had uh, Rick Moranis, like we said, John Candy, Eugene Levy, Eugene Levy, Catherine uh,
0: O'Hara. Oh
1: God! Oh, the chick that's on. Um, she was on my my Big Fat Greek Wedding. Is oh
0: yeah, Is so her name Aunt. like uh, Andrea yeah, something something. And then what's that guy's name that played the head of SCTV on there? Oh, I can't remember is it his name. John
1: is it, something. He's always Guy Caballero is the. Uh, he was
0: wearing that white suit. Right. <laughs>
1: he's the man from Del Monte. Um. And then you had Dave Thomas. Yeah. Yeah. And and Rick is uh the McKenzie brothers. Strange brew. You also had so good. Um. Martin Short. Oh yeah yeah of course and. Harold Ramis was on there, I think, the first season, too. I don't remember that. I think he was riding, and he'd be on it every once in a while. Yeah, it was a great show. One of the ones that sticks with me, because that's where Ed Grimley came from. And Ed Grimley on Saturday Night Live was kind of a beating. But they had a nutty professor version of Ed Grimley, where when he turned into Buddy Love, (laughs) he turned into Johnny Cougar. Oh, yeah, yeah. And it's John Cougar Mellencamp. Transitioning back into (laughs) Ed Grimley singing Hurt So Good.
0: Yeah, that Martin Short is amazing. I mean, he's good in everything.
1: Mrs. Gustav, not that big a fan of him. He's even he was
0: even good and did you ever watch Damages? I never saw that. That's really good.
1: uh, Glenn Close. Yeah.
0: It was on FX, I think, and he played a serious part on there, and he was really good in that too. Oh, Megan was asking me about whether or not I enjoyed Martin Short in Inner Space the other day
1: with Dennis Quaid. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: And I was like, I enjoy Martin Short and everything. Yeah, so that's it's that's an easy question to it's, answer. It's
1: funny what her perspective is. I I, I don't think she, I, I I went back when when she started asking me if, what movies I'd like to talk about or possibly talk about, and she automatically ruled out Patton <laughs> like that would be my <laughs> default movie, and it wasn't my default, but it was close, but. I started looking back at the movie releases per year. Yeah. And when we were kids in the 80s and the 70s, there were like 40 movies released the whole year. And then you get into, you know, the aughts.
0: More quality than quantity.
1: And it's like there's 170, 180 movies a year. And not just like straight to video, but just movies. And I'm like, shit, I hadn't seen. No. But then you look at 1984 and we saw... We saw every one of those movies that was, was PG right in the theater. Yeah. And if you were our buddy that was a little bit bigger than us, you saw all the R ones because the Skeletor would always let him in. Right. Because she thought he was 20. And I got to see way more of those than I needed to
0: that my parents actually took me to, including Breakfast Club.
1: Well, yeah, I didn't see that till it was edited on. No.
0: I saw that at the theater. I, saw, I think I told you that it was around the same age. 12 or 13 or so that my parents took me to see Eddie Murphy Raw. Yes. At the theater, which let me tell you, as a 12 or 13 year old, that was hog heaven. You know how I many of those lines I was coming back to oh, school well with?
1: I, I think I remember you coming back because you were like the prophet coming back off the mountain. I used
0: to watch comedy specials over and over and over. And then I would rehearse, like I would commit them to memory and then rehearse them and then redo them on a one of those little cassette recorders with one of those little plug-in microphones. I wish I still had some of those tapes. That be, I'm
1: sure they're awful. That would be great. Now, and I think I may have mentioned it a long time ago, when I look back at us growing up, I knew you were funnier than me from the start. <laughs> like, I thought I was funny like when I was eight. <laughs> and then we joined Cub Scouts, and that was like the first time – I can't remember. We not, we had a class in first grade, but I, I don't, I can't remember, but I know. Did we have the same first grade teacher? Nope. Okay. We didn't. Were you in? Yeah. Okay. Okay. So we were across the hall.
0: Okay. Yeah. So there would
1: be times I think that we, we had recess together. You I, had the Nazi. Wouldn't she strict? She was strict. Yeah. Except she would let the lawman walk across the street to the fucking Piggly Wiggly. Okay. Well, S- they,
0: they had some kind of connection, though, too, like yeah, family connection something. or something. But sending
1: a six-year-old across the street by Fudge Pops in the middle of the school day. I mean, <coughs> we got Fudge Pops. I'm like, hey. That Piggly Wiggly was pretty sweet. And when it, I never out, got to go over there for Fudge Pops. I never Pops. got to go over there. Then it went out, and somebody had some kind of failed shop in it after that. Yeah. it's Is that building still there? I think so, yeah. I think the... This- Tax office, me. You can't still take the green stamps in there? No, you can't do the green stamps. I found some green stamps in a drawer of some old furniture the other day. Nice. Gonna cash them in for a tent, maybe. Yeah. I mean, you in know, get tent. you a little tchotchke or something. Um, But anyway, so I knew it was, I know it for a fact, Cub Scouts is when I was, I crushed that this son of a bitch is funnier than me. I like I peaked at Cub Scouts. Well, no, I don't because as we grew older and older and older... I identified you as the class comedian mm. and the general was the clown. Yes. Cause he was just trying to get some type of reaction. Whereas you were making everybody laugh.
0: Yeah. I mean, I wasn't going to show up to class wearing clown shoes yeah. where the general
1: might. Do you remember when he, he had used to have on like these slip on boat shoe loafer type things? Oh, yeah. And he got to where he would kick them off. Yes.
0: Remember when he would do that thing where he would kick his shoes while he was walking? Yes.
1: Yeah. Yes. And the
0: teachers, oh, man, they hated that.
1: Well, some of them thought it was cute. At first. At first. Now, I think he hit a larger girl a couple of years older than us. And when I say larger, I just meant like she was as big as a man that was not going to take any uh, shit from him. And she almost whipped his ass right there. I think I know who you're talking about. Yeah, yeah, uh, that would
0: have been choice. Mal- yeah. Yes. Yes. You didn't really want to
1: mess with her. No, that was not one that uh, give her a wide berth in those narrow halls. She was stronger than most of the guys in her class. Yes, absolutely. I'm not sure where she, what class she was supposed to well, be in. Yeah, I mean not. But the class she was in, yes, there she many. had a kid a couple grades below us, right? Who was shaving, right? Yeah. Anyway, but yes, you've always been the funnier one. And tonight when I was leaving, Mrs. Gustav said, well, y'all have a good time and be funny. I said, don't worry. Ty will be funny.
0: <laughs> no pressure. He's got
1: it in the bag. Right.
0: Yeah. Well, I think I remember the the first one of those that I did was a Gary Shanling HBO oh. special that, I mean, I, I did about an hour and a half. On the cassette recorder, I would memorized his entire show. Another one that I did, who was always a big favorite of mine, some people seem to be hit or miss on him, was
1: the great Robert Klein. See, I can take him or leave him.
0: Man, I, when I was, a, I don't know about now, I haven't watched any of his stuff in right. forever, except I saw him on Comedians in Cars, and it was good. But but when I was a everybody's kid- Everybody's good yeah, when they're on yeah. there. I mean, all those are, are choice, but- the um that's the second time I've used the word choice. I, I don't like know it. why. It's your new thing. Um,
1: Keep going. But
0: <laughs> uh when I was a kid, I just ate him up, man. It was it was just enough Meshuggah right? To you know, give me a little bit of that Buddy Hackett flair Catskill, that I like. Uh, it's kind of like Buddy Hackett meets Seinfeld.
1: Yeah, I could see that with a little bit of music. You know, he'd he'd do a little bit, throw a little bit of music in there, play some harmonica. You know, somebody that I never could get into, same era. Albert Brooks, as far as his stand-up. Yeah. I I, never saw much of his stand-up. Not a lot. I've seen a few pieces of it. He was on early SNLs, too. Every time I saw him do something,
0: I thought he was funny, but I never... I don't remember watching much of any of his stand-up. I
1: I need to go back and revisit that, because I love him now. I'd be willing to do that. He kind of wears me out. You know, Some people say they can't watch somebody because they make them nervous type things. Yeah. And maybe that's it. But I'd be willing to revisit it. But at the time, I just never could get into him. I regret that I never watched much Carlin. I didn't watch much Carlin, but the general's friend, he he, because I didn't have HBO, but he had HBO. So we'd go over there, and he would record them, and we'd watch them. But more importantly, he had old Carlin albums. Oh, the good stuff. And we would sit there and listen to George Carlin albums over and over and over. And I, I guess the last time I saw him, I went with him and, and his lady and, and Mrs. Gustav and maybe our uh, our friend the Swede and his wife. We went and saw him at Bass Hall. But the problem with Carlin that I found out, and this is, you know, after we were grown, if you saw him live, you saw exactly whatever was going to be on HBO.
0: Oh, yeah. Because
1: he was a script Show kind of
0: like Chris Rock, like just does like the Chris same Rock. Show choreographed and, every yeah, time. Yeah, even
1: I, for this joke, I'm going to be mm. on the left side of the stage, and I'm going to pause three beats, and you know, and that's fine. I, it's like McCartney. Like if you
0: see McCartney once, like if he's doing a tour, he's going to do the exact same thing
1: every, every stop. But then, I guess if I if I watch the sh- if I watch the episode, and I guess after that, after I learned that about Rock and about Carlin. I think I've been less likely to watch stand up specials if it's somebody I think I might go see. Yeah. But people like, uh, Dave Attell or Bob Saget, where it's a little more freeform, yeah. I enjoy that more because you don't know what you're going to get.
0: I've never seen either one of those guys live, but that would be cool. We,
1: we saw both of them at House of Blues and it was really, I mean, they weren't together, but really good. And it was really, it just felt, very, It didn't feel like a show, per se. It just felt like these guys are just being funny. Yeah.
0: Type thing. I like that kind of thing. Yeah,
1: that's that's the best.
0: The albums that I grew up listening to way before I should have been able to, when I was a little kid, my aunt and uncle had all the Steve Martin albums. Right. And we would listen to those. I mean, when I was super young, and I didn't even get half the jokes, yeah, yeah. but, man, they were so funny. I, I'd love
1: to go revisit. I haven't listened to those since I was a kid. I've got... I think I've got three or four of those old ones on vinyl. I even got one that's, and I can't remember the name of it. It escapes me. But on one side, it's got a picture of him when he's a lot younger. Yeah. And he's just all brown haired. And that side's all banjo. Okay. And the other side, he's not full gray, but he's graying. Yeah. And that's all comedy. So it's like a. That'd be cool. It's pretty neat can't remember what the name of that one is, but I've got the one where he's got the the wig and you know the one yeah. with the glasses, and I've got a bunch of those. I try to buy comedy albums when I find them, even if it's not somebody that I may like. Like an old Shecky Green? If I can find a Shecky Green or a um, Shelly Berman or... Henny Youngman. I've never found a, a Henny <laughs> Youngman. I've got several from a lady named Rusty Knockers. Oh, I've seen... I've, I've never listened to it, but I've seen those pictures of those album covers And for before. the time, they're probably pretty risque yeah. for white people comics. Right. Now, as far as the Chitlin circuit, no, there's, no I mean, there's not a damn thing on them that would even move the needle. No, that was a
0: whole other level.
1: I've never gotten any Red Fox or LaWanda Page or I can't, there's a couple of guys. That, the, what
0: was the, uh, the ones that I was sending you the, the other day? The uh, Skillet and... Is it uh, Okra? I can't remember. Uh, one of their it. albums
1: had something with yeah. Okra in it, but Man, those covers. If I could find those, I would be happy, but I have never found those. I found a couple of guys, and the I think I mentioned it one day, the covers are very Professor Bradish because they're mm. Gallows humor. Yeah. Like one of them's blank Hudson and Reeves or something like that hanging around, and it's two guys <laughs> hanging from right. the gallows, and then one's we're losing our heads, and it's <laughs> some woodcut of guys with their heads chopped off. Yeah. But then I listened to it, and There's a little bit of funny, but mm. it's not that great. Yeah, and then I, I'd never heard of them, so I did the research online like we did, and they're recorded at like a country club in Beverly Hills <laughs> or something. You know, it's like there's this world that we just don't understand even existed in no. 1968 of of a lot of martinis, a lot of martinis, yeah. and their their funniest bit was some drunk guy calling a liquor store to make an order, and it's very you know. Straight guy, back and forth, phone call, but. Did you ever get into like Roy D. Mercer or the jerky boys or anything? I mean, I I heard them and stuff, but I never really got into them. Man, I remember this was probably college.
0: I remember a buddy of mine breaking out some of those Roy D. Mercer's
1: and. I I think Heavy was pretty big into those. I, I might be wrong.
0: I can tell you when you're hammered, they're funny.
1: I could, I could see that. But never being hammered, they just kind of like, they, they didn't uh, they didn't really pull me in. It's one of those things where, and not that we didn't make plenty of fake pronouns. Uh, excuse me. Fake pronouns. Fake pronouns. Any fake phone calls. But Because I remember when like Star 69 came along, when oh, I thought yeah. the world was ending because we couldn't prank call anybody prank anymore. Prank calls were so much fun. That's all we did, it seems like, for a while. A lot of them that we would do, we would get in a
0: lot of trouble for now. You remember the one that, um, oh, do you remember when I had that half terrible impression of Randy Travis that I would do?
1: I do not remember your Randy <laughs> Travis. I remember your Howard Cosell. Well, that was when I was in like in Eighth first grade. grade. Yes, that was, that's why I, you got up there at the Cub Scout meeting at Howard Cosell and I was like, shit, I can't compete with this. My dad still has somewhere
0: in the attic. I don't think they ever even got all these converted. He, he still has some eight millimeter tape of me doing impressions when I was, like, five
1: or six. Oh, yeah. There's some VHSs of me about that age running my own Johnny Carson show. <laughs> With the, set, With like the set and everything, yeah. And it is... Doing old Jack Parr. It is awful. It's cringe worthy. Well, I
0: did a prank call one time to Coach F- as Randy Travis. <laughs> and, yeah, I mean... We all thought it was hilarious. I don't know. If you revisited it, I don't know how yeah, good it was. There's, but there's
1: something about being in the moment for for any prank call, I think.
0: And anything that had involved him was going to be pretty funny anyway. Yeah,
1: we, we used to always prank call the local radio station.
0: Oh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, that... That was just right That's where picnic. you cut
1: your teeth. That's
0: right. If you grow up in a small town with a small town radio station, there's nothing better.
1: Yes, that has any form of call-in show.
0: The fact that the guy that ran that felt the need to use a radio name when everybody in town knew who he was still yeah, kills that's me. That's
1: still... Uh...
0: And that he put his radio name on his restaurant that yeah. he also had in town.
1: Which, that restaurant... Sketchy. Well, that was that was good eating.
0: Oh, real good eating. The thing I remembered about that is that you could get your pie first. When I don't you remember went, that. When you went through that little line right. thing, you could order you could go ahead and grab a piece of pie. I mean, Man. that's all I needed. Pie and some chicken fried steak.
1: So good. But yes, the the radio name. I always wondered if that was because he was wanting to be bigger. I don't
0: you know? know. He was a really interesting guy. I knew him a little bit because I Used to hang out some with his son right. and play baseball and stuff, and he was an interesting character. So I never really got to know him. He was always he was like he was at a distance, even when he was right in front of you, kind of guy. Yeah, and think, maybe that you know maybe that I think makes sense with the alias, but
1: right. Well, there's something fascinating about the small town radio station, and I don't know how common it is anymore after everybody got to start. The licensing laws and corporations could start buying up stations and everything.
0: There was definitely a time where I thought that owning and running that small town, that small town radio station would have been about the best job in the world. Cause I was like, I'm just going to get my buddies up there. We can talk about whatever we want
1: all day. Right. People will call in. Well, and it was part of the community. That's where you. You you dialed into that to hear if school was closed. That's right. You listened when it was your birthday to I was about see to what say, you were going to win already, in the morning. You've already mentioned that. There was the uh the yeah, swap the, the, the swap, swap shop, shop yeah. or tradeo or trading post or whatever you want to call it for whatever local station. Yeah. I guarantee it, if we played some of that stuff right now for people they
0: would think it was a bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, people would call in on there and say they
1: had a shovel they were looking to trade. Yeah. Well, I got some <laughs> I got an old washer; it doesn't run, but I'd like to trade it for maybe a uh maybe a three wheeler that's not running.
0: <laughs> and somebody would call Hell, in. Hell yeah, they would. Well, you I, could hardly advertise anything on there that wouldn't get a response. And the people knew
1: who you know who yeah. was calling. They it's like, know.
0: why don't you just call him directly? Right?
1: <laughs> Hell, you're across the road from him. Just walk over there. It's Like
0: their cousins calling in, yes. saying, "Hell, just bring that over when you come for lunch," and I'll. <laughs> I'll trade you that one ski you've been wanting.
1: Yeah, yeah. It was great. Now, I always hope, and am I remembering this a little bit off? So, it was a country station. Yeah, it was. But I want to say some.
0: Shout out to Don Williams. They RIP. They'd play some Don Williams on there. They would there. play some. They would play some Juice Newton on there. Do you remember when, to me it was big news, when every now and then Don would come play at that country bar? Yeah. That, that wasn't far from where we grew up? And I just thought, man, if I could somehow make it in there to
1: see Don Williams. Did every once in a while, maybe on like a late Friday night, they play a little bit, and I mean a little bit, of rock? Like, maybe not like... not That sounds vaguely familiar, but I don't remember for sure. It it seems like after football games at times, I can remember hearing, like, the tide is high or, you know, something like that. They might have. And And I'm not saying, like... They weren't playing Zeppelin or anything, but very Juice Newton. Uh, <laughs>
0: We're going to get rocking with some Eddie Rabbit.
1: Uh, yeah. You know, stuff like that. The other night, speaking of classic country, I've been having a lot of stuff break around the old Gustav con- compound. Uh-oh. And that's a whole, I could do a whole episode on that. But You have to put on your Schneider belt? Boy, I, I've been Schneider. Some of it. It worked and some of it didn't. You got that Snyder stash going right I now. I do have the Snyder stash and I own a Pat Harrington vinyl album of his Hell comedy.
0: Hell yeah.
1: So yes, I've been growing the stash out for about a month now. It's looking good. I, I don't think I'm a mustache guy. I mean, I wouldn't spend a lot of time around elementary
0: schools with that thing, <laughs> <laughs> but it's coming in nicely.
1: Well, the problem is, even though my hair is pretty just much brown now, it's my mustache still has. The red, yeah, a little youth. red tint, yeah, and there's a little bit of gray in there, but it's pretty red. And I don't know, but I got a nice little red lip going. I'm holding it. I want heavy to see it. If we can ever find him again,
0: yeah, you know he he's gonna have to try to outdo you with some kind of crazy Fu man well, situation. Well, he's got that
1: skunk stripe going in his in his goatee now.
0: Yeah, and he claims that's on purpose. Yeah, too. yeah,
1: he's dying. he's dying it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Remember that girl from that town over that had the skunk stripe? Oh,
0: man. I never even knew her name. Everybody everybody referred to her as skunk.
1: That's all I know. I couldn't tell you what her name was.
0: She always had a nice-ass car. I remember that. Yeah. She always had a sports
1: car. I think her parents must have been at least, you know, white trash well Maybe they were big skunk. Maybe they were big skunk. Pocket of big skunk.
0: Do you remember that girl that I dated from that same town
1: that... I'll be honest. I only remember one girl you dated.
0: The one that... Knock me out with my own senior ring?
1: Yes, that one. Yeah,
0: well, she... Uh...
1: I mean, I know you dated several others from surrounding towns, but that's the only one I can remember right offhand.
0: That one was probably the craziest of them, although I had a penchant for crazy women.
1: I was just telling somebody that crazy women are pretty good when you're young and horny.
0: Yeah, I mean, there's a lot... Of, there's a big difference between... Dating a crazy woman at 17 and 40.
1: Yes. Yeah. You want to get that. You want to, you want to ride that horse when you're young.
0: Yeah. Cause you really just, I mean, you, you don't have time for it.
1: Cause they're going to run your, you know, they may cause you trouble when you're high school through college.
0: Yeah. But that you don't have a lot of credit for them to run at 17. They're going to run
1: your life at 40.
0: Right. Um, she was, I think she was probably the craziest. Uh, yeah, I mean, I think she probably wears that crown. Do You remember that time she cold-cocked me in the lunchroom? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. That, that was a lot of fun. And then that same day that she hammered me in the lunchroom, or hit me in the lunchroom, uh, about two hours later, that was senior day. So we were all supposed to go out to the lake. Remember, everybody got early release. Right. And everybody's supposed to go out to the lake for a bunch of, you know, beer drinking and volleyball and beach party and all that. And I was getting ready to head out there like everybody else. It was just after lunch. Evidently, she had taken off right after she slapped me. And one of my buddies, I it might have been the lawman. I don't remember. Or it might have been my, it might have been our Saved by the Bell buddy. Right. That always wore the turtlenecks. I think. It's a good look for him. It was. It worked. Um. He came over and he was like, did you hear that we need to have a name for her? We'll call her. Um, what do we want to call her? Curly. Okay. Curly. He was like, and I used to date this other girl from outside of town. That was the one whose ex had all those yeah, jumped rednecks yeah. jumped me that time. Yeah. You had a hard, you had a hard life. I did. Then. Boy. I,
1: you know, I'm busy out there by myself making Lakota dance clothing and you're out there getting your shit kicked.
0: I don't know how I stumbled into all these situations, but it just seemed to happen. That's how it'll get you. It'll get you. And, uh, so my buddy comes over and we'll call my, we'll call this other ex of mine. We'll just call her country.
1: Okay. She lived yeah. Way yeah out that's, the country. There
0: you go. My buddy came up and he said, have you heard about what's going on at the lake? And I was like, well, <laughs> We're all going out. I guess a bunch of people had already gone out there. Right. We hadn't gone out, and I was like, "Well, I know the senior day's going on. We're about to go out
1: there." And as a as a side note for our younger listeners, this is before cell phones.
0: Oh, well, well before, well cell, before cell, phones. cell phones. I mean, we barely had rotary.
1: Yeah, I I may have still been on a party line out there in the country. My grandparents, I think, were
0: did still have a party line at that point. If not, it was pretty soon uh, after that. So. My buddy comes up and he's like, did you hear what's going on at the lake? And I was like, well, yeah, I'm about to head out there. And he's like, no, did you hear what's going on with Curly? And I said, no. And he said, and I guess another friend of ours had been out there to the lake, seen what was going on, and drove straight back to the school to let me know.
1: Give you a little scouting report. Yeah, give
0: me a little heads up. Before you head out there, he's like, well, Curly has got country locked in her truck, threatening to beat her ass. And she's banging on the truck trying to bust the window out. And if you remember, Curly was not small. No. I mean, she wasn't no, big. She, she, was, she, she was, was athletic. She was tall and athletic yes. and strong. She hit me one time in the face with her fist. She liked to fight. You know, she was from a fighting family. True. Her brother was one of my best friends, and he was a fighting son of a gun.
1: But, and he was a big He was a boy. big, strong guy. Really big now. Yes.
0: But, um... They, his whole, their whole family though, cousins, everybody. Remember, they were all fighters. Oh yeah, they yeah. were all tough no, as nails. And she was tough as rubber. And you know, she was big, strong, tough. Well, country was the opposite. Yeah, she was small. She was small. You know, she wasn't. She didn't have any history of getting. I mean, she was plenty feisty, but she had no history of getting
1: in a fight. And uh, there's a big difference. She between. would have
0: lasted about. There was a reason she had locked herself in her truck because Curly would have killed her. Sure, literally. Well, my buddy said, yeah, she's got country locked in her truck and she's banging on the window with everything she can find, trying to break it open and pull her out of there. And so I decided, I think I'm going to wait a little while before I go out to Lake Day. (laughs) Well, not too long after that, I had gone back to dating country. I may have told this story. I don't remember. I'll try to make it quick. No, It's, it's not that interesting. We get
1: new listeners every week if you're listening in theory
0: if you're listening country this is for you so a little while later i'd started back dating country i used to date her for a long time you remember that yeah and those everybody out there at that town was so pissed at me because somebody from out of town was dating their sweetheart you know you know how that is in small towns it's like if somebody's dating the head cheerleader that's from a different town it's like we got to set his house on fire.
1: Yeah. Cause that's, that's territory. That's like a raider coming into the village to steal the women.
0: Yeah. I mean, it's, it was bad. But we had, I mean, we were done dating before I started dating Curly. And then Curly and I dated for a while. I mean, we dated for over a year, I yeah, think. And that, then
1: that was most, that was most of your senior year, wasn't
0: it? Most of my junior year. Cause okay. she was a senior when we were a junior. Gotcha. She was a year older. And, um, so then after a little time passed and Curly and I broke up, Country and I had started dating again. We had just started dating again. I think this was one of the first official dates we were going on. And we were up on the square, drive, you know, doing the drag, driving around, do what
1: you do. Do we need to talk about the drag? Have we ever talked about it? I think we have, but it wouldn't hurt to revisit. So we're in a small town and we had the drag. And the drag consisted of a point... On one end of town, not on the end, but in the middle of town at one point where there was a turnaround at a restaurant and then you went around the, the, the square and then you went down another road to another restaurant and you turned around there and then you did it again.
0: And sometimes you would circle the square. Yes.
1: And the the square house and everything. It had distinct sides. Yes. There were, so obviously there's four sides of the square. One side was for the out of towners. One side was for the kickers. One side was for the thugs. Yep. And the other side was for anybody else that didn't fit into those three categories. The other side was a catch-all. And people stuck to those sides like glue.
0: And if you, the only time you went to the out-of-town side was if you knew some of those people and you were buddies or friends with them. Like sometimes we'd play baseball and right. get to know, you know, some of those guys and everything. And there
1: were people that had
0: moved, maybe, right? You know. Um, the only other time you went to that side is if you wanted to fight. Yeah. Because some of those guys from out of town, just like we would do in other towns, but it was more for our town because we were a <laughs> ...is that a lot of times the only reason those guys would come up there would be looking for a fight.
1: Right. Looking for trouble. Either because they were just honoring like some of those families that we've Plenty mentioned. Plenty of them.
0: That's all they had to do on the weekend was fight. Right.
1: Drink and fight. Or because you were dating somebody from their... Neck of the woods and they didn't like that. Yep. And I I stumbled
0: into that a couple times. But So you're doing the drag. I'm doing the drag and I'm with Little Country and I'm sitting at the one of our favorite you know, our favorite place to stop and get gas. Yes. I was sitting there at our favorite gas stop and um I don't know any way to disguise this, so I'll just have to say it. But I was sitting there pumping gas and (laughs) was pumping gas on the other side. Is his daddy still fixing lawnmowers? I don't know. Well, you know, he always had a cool truck. He had some kind of connection with a detail shop or something. He'd always have that thing detailed up real nice and have like you know, twenty x blackout windows on there. Yeah, yes. and he he was tough. Oh he yeah, you he was about tough. a fighter. Yeah, yeah, he liked to fight. Um, but he so he was on one side of the pump, and I was on the other. And I was sitting. I was outside pumping gas, and Little Country was in the truck. And up pulls Curly and one of her friends, and I didn't even see him pull up. You know how that place was. Yeah, I mean, yeah there, there, was there were car blind wash spots, stalls yeah. over there you could pull
1: into. Well, now was this one of her? Because fr- she had friends that cross. She had different, varying. Well, she had Socioeconomic friends.
0: She had. Yeah, she ran the gamut. I mean, yes. she had friends that were the lowest of the low, and she had friends in high places. Yes, I don't remember who she was with. Um. She had friends from other towns. She had friends from the town she came from when I right. moved in. Um I don't remember who she was with, but I remember pumping gas and looking over and seeing her walk up, make a beeline for my truck. And before I could say or do anything, get in the truck and lock the doors. Shit! And I was just like, and I was, <laughs> I mean, I was in shock. I didn't know what to do. I turned over there and looked at. He gave me the. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> and I think I said to him, "Can I just get in with you?" <laughs> I mean I, there was nothing good that was gonna happen from that, and so I just stood there what for what seemed like 20 minutes, it was probably about 30 seconds. She got out of the car, sl- slammed the door, just made a beeline back to where she came from, didn't look at me, didn't say anything. I just got in the truck, closed the door, looked at Little Country. She gave me that look like, what the fuck have you got me into? And we didn't even discuss it. We just went on. I I don't think it was until the next day that she was like, what the hell have you got me into? And I was like, I I didn't do anything. And, I mean, as you can expect, that she didn't believe much of that. But I really thought that, I mean... I was really afraid that she, I, when I got back in the truck, little country was going to be beat to hell. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Cause that's what you would expect. Yeah. Especially with the history
0: and her, the look on her face was one of shock
1: and fright. Oh, it'd be like dropping a, a cougar into a, into a. <laughs>
0: yeah. It's kind of like that Talladega night <laughs> yeah. scene. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, she, oh man, she was so scared and she should have been. I mean, yeah.
1: Cause that she would surely would, would kill her. Yeah. yeah. With that... She'd kill me.
0: She, like I said before, she hit me a couple of times with a closed fist in the face, and it was harder than several guys have hit me. I mean, she could lay the wood if she wanted to. And well, she was, I mean, she could have broke Little Country in half. Right. I, so that created a little tension for us for I a little while. I feel like
1: this is a, uh, a PSA for the, we play for, you know, battered high school boyfriends now.
0: I want to give you a little pro tip out there for you fellows that might find yourself in this position. Always lock your doors. Sure. That's a good. That's a mistake I made. When
1: if you're I, doing the drag and you get out, lock your damn door.
0: doors. Because if, if she, if little country wouldn't have been in there, she'd have probably just got in and waited on my ass to get in. Oh yeah. And then that'd have been worse. Yes. Cause she would have whipped my ass. I mean, what are you going to do? Like I remember one time telling her brother, who was one of my best friends, I was like, man, she gets so out of control and she starts hitting on me and stuff. And I mean, it, you know, I'm not going to hit her, but damn, like, you know, I mean, she can hit. And what, I mean, what am I supposed to do? Just take an ass whipping? And
1: she's hitting you like a man. Yeah. Yeah.
0: And her brother was like, hell man, I don't do whatever you need to. (laughs) (laughs) It's
1: like, thanks. So helpful. Yeah, I can hear you saying that too. That's funny.
0: She was the one that I was in the car with at the time that, um, me and her and him, her brother, who was one of my best buddies, were driving around back roads drinking in her parents' old, about 75 LTD, big tank of a car. Wasn't blue, was it? No, it was, uh, like a silver color. Cause
1: there seemed to be a, an awful lot of blue. LTDs. So. Yeah.
0: My parents had a white one with a camel top for
1: a while. Oh, yeah. I remember that. Yeah. It was a tank.
0: Um, was that two door?
1: Yeah. Yeah. Two-door. I remember that exactly. I remember dad driving that around town. Yeah. Had an eight track in
0: there. Sweet. Um, we drove that son of a bitch to Colorado one time.
1: 12 yeah. miles to the gallon.
0: By way of like Arizona, New Mexico, round trip.
1: Going up the four corners, right? Oh, uh, yeah.
0: Yeah. I got my picture taken. Big, you know, big whoop. But um, we were driving around back roads drinking. And, of course, she did this kind of shit all the time, but she was driving. I was in the middle, and her brother was on the other end, and she was getting too drunk to drive, and she was like, man, you know, somebody else drive. And I was like, all right, you know, pull over. And she was like, fuck that, I ain't pulling over. She just commences to climb out of the window while we're driving down a, you know. Yeah. It was a blacktop road, but it was... In the middle of nowhere.
1: And and blacktop in our county weren't the best maintained.
0: Yeah, I mean, it was barely above gravel. Yeah. And we're going, you know, way too fast. Well, she just gets out, crawls over the top of that fucking car as I'm sliding over to grab the wheel to keep us from going in the ditch and climbs in the other side.
1: This is some real life smoking the bandit shit right here. She
0: was the female evil Knievel.
1: Damn.
0: She wasn't scared of nothing. Oh,
1: Yeah, man. we could do a
0: whole episode on her, but then... I think but, we just did. Yeah. That, we'd probably lose some listeners, and I'd probably get arrested.
1: We don't want that. Either of those. Hey, did I tell you? We got contact from Australia. Boom. Boom, 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 indeed. Now all we need
0: are Jermaine um, and what's-his-face from New Zealand.
1: That would be awesome. I don't know if we've ever gotten any New Zealand visits. Uh, let's see here, and I'll pull up... He sent us a couple of emails actually, mm. but he responded. I'll we'll do one this episode because I do want to acknowledge him and I, and he heard the episode where I said, "Hey, if you're in a foreign country, excellent." I will send you a T-shirt. And like the next morning, we, we need got, our Jim
0: Knox good mate. Drop we got right the
1: here. the the email right away. All right, so this is Dan in Melbourne, all right? Danny, and he says, "I'm see. assuming Dan's short for Danny, and she's hot." Now, this is a guy and hot. Well, you know, for an Australian, sure, hot enough, hot enough. Let me get here. Australia, like Nicole Kidman's from Australia. Well, I'm a sucker for a redhead, damn. Oh, I'm still looking here. We may have to edit all this out anyway. Let's see. There's a guy from wanting to set up a mobile app that's obviously from some foreign country, but that's not him. Is this Prince Abu Dhabi? <laughs> he's he's contacting me to try and. Uh, I keep sending those guys cash and they haven't come through yet. Well, it it's it's like 2020 till I can collect. All right, so Dan, he uh he's from Melbourne, he's in the building trades, and he says he stumbled across, can you hear me, while searching for a podcast on Blood Meridian. He's res- mm. recently read the book and now feels assured that it's a complex and challenging read for others and not just himself. He's been listening to many episodes. Of Can you hear me? Since then, he works in construction and being exposed to cor- commercial radio for many years has caused his mental health to suffer. He's always interested in looking for an interesting podcast to listen to and he enjoys listening to us. Well, sorry about right, that,
0: Dan. And he's and
1: got us another email, uh, that we'll pick up on a, next episode, but, um, well, let me hear from you. What you think about my blood meridian pedophile theory? Oh, yeah. That's, I think I told you I made a, YouTube version of the episode. Oh, yeah. yeah, And that's gotten like three or four times more views than any of our podcasts have really? ever been down. Although I think that still is our most downloaded podcast. That's probably all Brad. It's just Brad on a loop. Yeah. Yeah. But anyway, so we're extremely happy that Dan has found us, and that's great. I, I don't think I ever imagined that anybody... Outside of the U.S. or outside of Texas even would ever even want to listen to this. I
0: never thought anybody outside of this room would listen yeah, to Yeah, pretty
1: much. You're right. And it just blows my mind that we have people that not only hear us once, but actually come back for more and more. And if you're
0: a new listener, we promise to get better. If you're an old listener, we promise we're going to get better.
1: <laughs> we probably peaked if we're honest. That's,
0: yeah. Like. Like a lot of our stories, early on, we were really good. No, we weren't. Well, comparatively, early on, we were much better than we are now, and now we're just hanging on.
1: You know, at times, I do feel bad how shitty our audio quality was, and that's all on me. But It's e- all on you. Episodes like the the story of you, your first episode, because Heavy and I did one a trial run by ourselves, but the first one we got you on... On that second episode, you tell the great story of the $140 and the date.
0: Maybe for our two year anniversary, because we have not been doing this that long, right? We're
1: coming up on Shit. it in February. Okay. I think. Maybe
0: for our five year anniversary, if we're, if we're all still alive, um, it's a big if. Yeah. We're going to have to pump heavy full a lot of vitamins. Um, <laughs> I will do, I will revisit that story in HD quality audio.
1: So, are we going to get somebody else to record it? Is that what you're telling me?
0: Possibly. I'm going to record it with Megan, and then we'll replay it on here.
1: When you were over there doing uh, Breakfast Club, had they gotten the new mics?
0: Oh, no. No, she was still rolling out the old shit for me, which was still nice.
1: Yeah, it's nicer than ours. I guess TC spent some hog money Uh on some really nice mics. He got some hog mics? He got some Hog Money mics, yeah. Mm. Sweet.
0: And you got to experience those with your second go-round? When
1: I did Royal bombs, yes.
0: I'm still. That was good. I listened to that. It was I really good. I tried to good. be
1: funnier that time since Fake Bailey J said it sucked because I wasn't funny.
0: No, that was really good. Because, um, you
1: know, she doesn't like our serious episodes either.
0: Fake Bailey J? Fake Jay, Bailey
1: J doesn't. I'll tell you what
0: she doesn't like. She doesn't like the fact that she knows I'm turning her.
1: I think you may be, and we're, we're going to address that in an upcoming episode. With
0: every episode, she turns a little bit closer to just me. Just a little bit. She she rotates just about three degrees
1: every she, episode. She, she pulls up a picture of Timothy Oliphant, and, you know...
0: I'm going to have her at that 17th parallel in no time.
1: <laughs> All right, well, I think that's probably a good stopping point for us, and if you'd like to email us your stories Hell, are about- we
0: already done? I blew through... Way too much time with that fucking story about Curly and Country. No, that's
1: great. That's gonna people love that. First off, people do not love that. Let me tell you something. People love tie episodes. People do win. People do win, and they love tie episodes. Okay, that's the that's the listener feedback I get.
0: I I don't believe you, but whatever. Now,
1: I know it's true. There are some people that like heavy episodes. Well, everybody likes heavy episodes. Uh, you know who likes heavy episodes the best? Women. Heavy. Well, yeah, yeah. You, you want to talk about somebody that probably? I bet half of our downloads are just heavy listening to himself.
0: If there was a way he could edit out me and you, <laughs> he would listen to that on a loop. You know, if and I, laugh his ass off. If
1: I had time, which I don't, but I might make time someday. I may make just a a heavy. Only experience
0: and didn't we r i p lose all of our bragging montage and our questions with the right. hard, the great hard drive debacle of two thousand seventeen?
1: I have not recovered the questions but you I, using that computer as a fucking raft going down the red, but I think I did get the bragging montages, okay well
0: that's something
1: I think I say something and i've started I've started pulling new you Me know? too <laughs> that's pulling old.
0: No, I've had a, I've had an update i got to <laughs> tell you about. You've
1: it. had a rejuvenation? <laughs> All right. Well, email us your stories about crazy ex-girlfriends from high school or the moment that you realize one of your best friends is way funnier than you are to Pod at gmail.com, and I guess we'll talk to you later.
0: Adios. Bye.
1: The Mazda Easy Loader. Radios on the dual back wheel for an easy ride. Heated rear window with washer and wiper, easy to see through. A back step, easy to get into. A radio for easy listening and plenty of comfort for taking it easy. Petrol or five-speed diesel. These Mazda easy loaders are easy to love, but I wonder why they make them so tough. Mazda workers built tough for a longer working life. I am dark to a light You are blind as a bat Then I have sight Side by side you are mine Perfect harmony We're talking salt and pepper Sammy and Dean Stevie and me are peachy king You are white You are black And who cares Who cares baby And world-class championship wrestling. I'm Bill Mercer with Jay Salady. Good night from Dallas, Texas.